Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Healthy Essentials Podcast. I'm Lindsay Mustard, your host, holistic nutritionist, and essential oil lover. If you've listened to the last couple of episodes, you have definitely noticed a bit of background noise, and that's just because uh, Miss Mustard is on the road back to Ottawa, wrapped up another week at school, spent some time with my parents, and now we are on the six-hour drive back to Ottawa, and I thought there's no better way than to look like a rambling idiot for, well, to the, the driver next to you um, and just talk into a headset because it's easier to record episodes when I'm driving because I'm super alert and then that's when I get a ton of ideas. So that's essentially what fueled today's idea for the episode because I got a couple Instagram questions uh, recently about my pre and post workout routine and supplementation and what some of my habits are when it comes to fueling for a workout or fueling afterwards. So I thought I'd tuck into the nitty and gritty behind all of those and to try to demystify some, um, I guess some like myths that have been floating around about like how much protein do you actually need after a workout or, you know, does the source really matter or does timing really matter? And I wanted to get into the, the meat of it essentially and clear up any confusion that there might be. So without further ado, let's go. Uh, workout wise, I get asked this a lot. Um, you know, how many times do I work out a week? And this number does vary depending on whether I'm in school or not, because if I'm in school, for example, this week I only worked out uh, twice in the work week or in the, in the, yes, the work week for you guys. So Monday to Friday. Um, and that's simply because I was in school. I didn't have access to my car, so I wasn't able to get to the gym. So I ran outside, but it's really, really hot uh, in Hamilton. So I did a couple times, but for the most part, because we're doing so much like treatment and manual therapy on each other, it's not also the safest to be exercising a ton when I'm in class, just because our body is overtreated and we're tired and we're exhausted. So I usually will take that as a glorified rest week and go for a couple runs and some walks here and there. Okay, but in my other weeks, I typically exercise six to seven days a week and I say exercise because some of those days are training where I'm very specific with my goal. So I might be going in and I'm like, okay, today I'm squatting, today I'm deadlifting, and today I'm benching. And then my other days I might be like, okay, this is your fun day, Lindsay. What would you like to do? And then I usually do, then I usually lunge for days. Um, and then I'll do some running and I love double unders. I love rowing. I love any exercise that's targeting your back because I love training back. I hate training legs. I hate it. Um, but I like to go in and just have a little bit more fun, get creative. I'll typically like search some CrossFit workouts uh, online and I'll do a variation of those or I'll make my own up. But really, if I'm stuck for time, that's not my day to train. That's my day just to go in and have some fun. So first off, you have to identify how many days you are training and how many days you're taking off. Because if you are training really hard, we'll say two days out of the week, your calorie intake for those two days are going to vary compared to your rest days, just because your body actually needs more energy to supply the movements that you're asking it to perform. So if you are someone who is maybe like leisurely walking on the treadmill three days a week or so, you probably don't have to be too concerned just because uh, if you're looking to lose weight, it'll likely take care of it. But if you are someone who is training and you're looking to build muscle, lose a little bit of weight, and you're starting to get serious about your workout regime, that's when I strongly recommend that you are looking into macro counting and ensuring that you're getting enough protein to feed the muscles, but also you're getting enough complex carbs to, again, refuel after your workout. So that being said, let's talk about pre and post-workout nutrition. So 
I actually changed my answer over the number, uh, over the last couple years of being uh, a nutritionist. And that's just because I've been experimenting my, myself. So when it comes to eating pre-workout, it depends in terms of what time you eat during or what time you work out during the day, because that will ultimately determine whether you go fueled or whether you go fasted. So for myself, I don't actually like to eat before working out. And I have tried, I've tried having fruit, which most people do really well on right before a workout. So if you, if you are someone that needs something and it's like 30 minutes before a workout, grab some fruit, it's like fast adjusting. Um, but I have tried doing fruit. I've tried eating like a small meal beforehand. Um, and it doesn't really go so well for me. The only time I do really well at the gym, if I've had something in the day is if it's like two or three hours afterwards and it's been like a full meal and then I'll go and I'll do a lift or I'll go for a run. But typically I will go fasted to the gym. Um, and I've, I, in the morning when I wake up, I usually just do a bulletproof coffee and that keeps me going for like five, six hours. And then I'll go to the gym, come back home. And then that's when I'll actually, um, eat after training. And it's, again, it's personal. It comes down to you and what you like to eat and how you like to train and, you know, your routines, but that seems to work the best for me. And I like to stick to it. So pre-workout, if you need something, go for fruit, go for something fast digesting because you're looking for quick carbs. Um, but if you are someone who can go fasted, I recommend it. Um, it's an easy way for you to keep in ketosis, to continue to burn body fat and for your body to actually use those reserves before heading to glycogen. Um, if you go in and you have like sugar right before you go and train. So post-workout though, that's a different story because that is something I always do. I always make sure that I'm getting my protein and my meal within a certain window. So they, they recommend that you should be eating within like zero to 90 minutes of, uh, after you work out, uh, that budget has actually been pushed back to about two hours. So you do have a larger window, but I typically tell people, I'm like, if you're training hard enough, you should be hungry soonish after, unless you're exercising in the heat, in which case I find that I'm not really hungry right after. And it's a challenge and I'll, I'll do a smoothie or something, um, to get it in. But this is when you'll see most people eating post-workout and they might be having like rice cakes because that's a quick carb. Um, and then they'll typically have a protein shake. Is that what I'm recommending you're doing? Absolutely not because rice cakes contain no nutrition and the protein powder that they're usually having is usually some sort of like peanut butter cup that is filled with, like filled with sucralose and a bunch of shitty flavorings. So what I recommend that we're doing instead is that we are having a clean meal. Um, instead of having a post-workout meal, unless someone is really in a pinch and they can't make something full, I recommend that they're actually doing a full meal. In which case you're having a complete protein, carb, and fat, um, and you're sitting down. So it could be a massive kale salad with chicken, a little bit of goat cheese, and some avocado. Great. Um, it could also be a green smoothie with protein powder, some chia seeds, and some almond butter. This could also be a couple of sauteed eggs with some sauteed vegetables and coconut oil. That's a fantastic post-workout meal. It doesn't mean that you have to be living off of like protein powder. It just means that you have to be able to time your nutrition post-workout so that you can replenish the glycogen stores that you depleted when you're exercising um, so that you don't feel so tired and exhausted and dizzy. Um, if you are someone who does feel like you're a bit dumber after you work out, that's totally normal because you use up a lot of glucose and your brain needs a refresher. So that's normal. Um, but when, after you work out, that's when you can be a little bit more liberal with the amount of sugar that you're taking in natural, of course, because your body will actually soak that all up and send it to your muscles and send it to your liver. 
That being said, don't go to town and have like a package of Skittles or anything like that. But you can have like a small piece of fruit. Um, it's a great way for your body to uptake it versus starting your morning off with one piece of fruit. That is a great surefire way to set your appetite sky high and for you to crave sweeter things throughout the day. So again, just a, a tip there. Don't head for fruit first thing in the morning. Head for it before a workout or have a little bit after a workout and then have a little bit of protein as well. So typically what you're looking for after a workout is a minimum of 20 grams of protein, 20 grams of complete carbs right after. And that can be, again, from a little bit from fruit, but I strongly recommend that you're doing a lot of sauteed vegetables and just vegetables in general. I am a huge veggie girl. Um, if my if I wasn't like too nervous about someone taking my Instagram handle name of like Lindsay Mustard, I would change it to like veggie lover or something like that. But eh, if I I might just add it to the description. But I am the world's biggest fan of vegetables, and you will see them in every single meal that I eat, and multiple of them, and enormous servings that could probably feed a family. So that being said, don't skimp on the vegetables. Strongly, strongly recommend. Okay, other tips for pre and post workout nutrition. I have a lot of people who will have like a protein bar. That is that's great, uh, depending on the cleanliness of it. So there's a couple good ones out there. So RX bars, for example, they do have some protein in them. Um, They have egg whites as well and some dates and some nuts and seeds and sometimes some chocolate chips, depending on what flavor you're getting. Those would be great post-workout just because they're a little bit higher in sugar. There's also Genuine Health. They have a little bit of a sweeter protein bar. It's vegan. It's fermented. You also have a Love Good Fats bar. And the Good Fats bar is cool because it's packed with healthy fats, but not as much protein. So... It depends in terms of what you're looking for. You can also find Daryl B bars, for example. Those are made in, it's either Sudbury or Whitby, one of the two. Um, Anyhow, but it's made by, I believe, a guy named Daryl. And they pack about, I want to say, I want to say 24 grams of protein and about 12 grams of net carbs, which is, again, an awesome way that you can sneak in some protein, some carbs, and make sure that you're supporting someone local. So with that being said, your timing window after you work out, you ideally want to eat closer, like as soon as you can after your workout, but you do have up to two hours to get it in. Um, And then if you can train fasted or have something small before you work out, if you're someone who has to work out in the evening, yeah, it kind of sucks. You're going to be working off a full stomach, but then again, you might be the person that does really well in a later afternoon session. I just find that if I eat an hour or two right beforehand that's a big big meal uh, that I don't do so hot so I typically have my biggest meal of the day late at night and that's just because I am like running around go 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 all day and then I can finally sit down and just enjoy a big hearty meal without feeling weighted down from all the food I just took in okay now that we talked about pre and post workout nutrition let's talk about pre and post workout supplementation so a lot of people will say well is it really necessary is it necessary? No. Does it give you a bit of an advantage? Yes. So I, like I said, with everything that I consume, whether that be a supplement, a food, a superpower, like a super food, um, and even supplements when it comes to working out, it always has to be clean. You will see me post time and time again about Kaizen Naturals because they have the cleanest protein powders and workout supplements on the market. They do have a division of their company, though, that is not the natural. So just make sure that if you are buying any of their protein powders or any of their pre-workout or BCAAs or creatine, that you do search Kaizen Naturals just so that you get the clean line. Um, That being said, I use everything under the sun from them. So they have phenomenal whey protein powders. They also have great vegan protein powders. That's great for post-workout. 
But pre-workout, my favorite, favorite protein powder is their pink lemonade natural one. It's sweetened with a little bit of stevia, but it does have a small amount of creatine. There's a little bit of beta alanine in it, but it's enough to give me a bit of a buzz in the sense of, I just find that I am focused. I am concentrated. I have plenty of energy and that I get in and I get out efficiently in the gym. I find that if I don't go in with any, without any like stimulus or any caffeine, because there is a little bit in the, the pre-workout, I find that I dawdle a little bit and I'm like, do, 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 and I'm not really rushed. So not rushed. I self-impose the rushness on myself. Um, so it just gives me a bit of, again, like energy and drive and to be like, okay, do, 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 let's like, let's lift, let's go. Um, and I, I take things a little bit more seriously when I have a pre-workout because you're so laser focused. And then I feel like I have a plan that I'm executing and a target in terms of what I want to accomplish when I'm there. So yes, it does give you a little bit of buzz. It does give you some tingles and it's just great in terms of making sure that you are focused and on task at the gym so that you can get it all moved. Like lift the things, put them down, do it again, rest a little, do some cardio and get out. Like that's all your workout should be and make sure it's fun. Make sure it's exercises that you love, love, love doing. So that is my pre-workout routine. Intra-workout's a bit of a different story. So I'll typically have about three quarters of my pre-workout right before I go for my actual lifts and things like that. Um, I'll keep about a quarter of it in my water bottle and water it down. Um, And that's just so I have a little bit of like a trickled buzz as I go through my workout. I'm also a huge fan of BCAAs. What that is is branch chain amino acids. So you have leucine, isoleucine, and valine. And those essentially help your body to first off like recover from working out, but it's also like a replenisher when you're training. So easy thing that I like to do is just add a scoop to my my shaker bottle. So I just have like a Kaiser natural one and I'll just shake that up and I'll take that with me. And I'll usually drink the BCAAs and uh, the little bit of my protein or my, sorry, my pre-workout throughout the workout. If I don't have my BCAAs, I'll typically do creatine um, and I'll drink that intra-workout creatine is a different story and I'll talk about it in a second Uh, but that's usually what I'm sipping as I'm training and then like as soon as I finish all my lifts I'm usually finished that mixture and I'll just fill my water bottle back up and drink it when I'm doing like a little bit of cardio or whatever cardiovascular activity I'm doing double unders jumping jacks which I hardly rarely do um, and some like biking so those are my my go-tos when it comes to creatine so creatine is one of the cheapest supplements that you can be on but it's also really important so creatine plays a huge role in our essentially our our Krebs cycle our citric acid cycle and also our electron train sorry electron oh can't even speak electron train train chain chain transport system um anywho Basically, what the end goal is all of these systems are trying to do is produce a larger amount of ATP. And ATP is one of our main energy systems that we use when we are training for heavy lifts. So power lifters, for example, when they bench press once, they're typically just using ATP. Whenever you're doing multiple reps, something like six plus, you're starting to get into a little bit of glycolysis, which is when your body is starting to break down and metabolize sugars. Then if you exceed and you go to a higher capacity, so say you're doing reps of like 20 now, which is not fun for squats um you're starting to use a lot more glucose so you're in an aerobic state so runners for example runners are typically carbohydrate based so they have a very carb heavy diet and that's just because they metabolize a lot of sugars because they're constantly in an aerobic state versus a power lifter or a bodybuilder they're typically doing movements for anywhere between like 
six or no power lizards it's more like one to three um, but anywhere between like one to 12 or so we'll say okay 12 to 15. So in that case, if you're supplementing with creatine, it's a fantastic way for you to increase the amount of adenosine triphosphate, which is ATP, the main energy system you should be using at the cheapest price. So creatine, I'm pretty sure I have hundred servings for $20. If you break that down, that is extremely affordable. Um, it tastes like nothing. So you can blend it into a smoothie. You can sip it in water. They it's recommended that you do take it at two separate times throughout the day. So one scoop is going to be about a teaspoon, just over. Um, it's going to be about five grams. And most people will go on a creatine like cycle of where it can also be called like a water cycle too because creatine forces you to retain a little bit more water um, but they'll typically go on a creatine cycle and they'll take anywhere between 5 to 25 grams of creatine per day um, and that also helps especially when you're starting to do heavier lifts because you have more energy for them so creatine is great uh, again super super cheap you just need creatine monohydrate make sure it's clean make sure it's natural and you can get it through kaizen naturals if you need it uh, but i'll typically sip that again in the morning or i'll add it to my cup and drink it into workout or you can drink it afterwards but most people want to have it like sometime in the morning and then sometime after their workout but it's one of those supplements where as long as you have it great like you're good it's kind of like fish oil or greens powder doesn't really matter the timing in terms of what you, when you have it throughout the day. It's more that you just get it in that we're happier, happy about. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, the BCAAs, I get a lot of questions about that too. Right now I bounce between a couple different brands. I have some from Sotera, which I'm loving. Um, they have an iced tea flavor, which also has some coconut, dried coconut water in it or coconut powder. Um, it's great because it's an electrolyte. So the coconut water, it's a replenisher. Again, electrolytes that we're losing, magnesium, potassium, um, sodium. Like these are all things that we need to be replenishing, especially during the summer. Um, if I am, for example, pinched and I forget some of my workout supplements, I take a noon capsule. Uh, the noon, they have fantastic sports lines, which do have some caffeine in them, but you can also get more sport oriented ones where they are again, higher in, for example, uh, like I mentioned caffeine already, uh, but the sport ones are more electrolyte heavy just because they know that you're exercising outside and that you're typically losing a lot more water and sodium as a result of that. Um, the BCAAs though, like I said, I'm trying a combination of Soteras, but I'm also testing out Kaizen Naturals new one, which is their green apple. And it's a natural version. Like I said, it's sweetened with stevia. Um, I just found this on their website recently because their other one was the iced tea and they have a green apple one on their other site. And uh, I almost got it. And then I saw the ingredient and I was like, darn it, sucralose. So like I said, testing it out. I have been using their pre-workout for over a year now. We've been in partnership. Yeah, I've been working with Kaizen Naturals for almost a year now and uh, I love it. There's nothing like the concentration and the focus that I get just from that one supplement alone. Um, and I just find that it gives me the edge that I need when I go to train because I'm so like serious and I'm so focused and I find that I'm, like I said, more efficient. I can utilize my time better when I have something to motivate me and that's a little bit of caffeine, some beta alanine and a bit of creatine. So I hope this answers all of the questions that you guys have you know, asked me regarding pre post workout nutrition and what to look for and what to avoid. Like I said, my general rule of thumb is if you can't pronounce the ingredient on the back of the label, don't eat it, right? Because if you don't recognize it, your body is not going to recognize it. 
other thing too is if you can't recognize or decipher what the ingredient actually is, you have no idea what side effects you're going to have or what other symptoms you're going to present with later on because you might actually have a reaction to food dyes and colorings and artificial flavorings and sweetenings. And you might find that you have headaches. You might have some indigestion. You might find that you're just constantly bloated or cramped or again, um, anything, anything, low energy, poor mood, uh, crazy cravings. So just be mindful and cognizant of that. Uh, but when it comes to pre and post regular nutrition, again, go and fast it. If you can, if you're someone who needs to eat something great, do so have a little bit of fruit, or if you can have a full meal, a couple hours out, and then you can have a post workout meal after if you're in a pinch, have a piece of fruit, um, right after your workout and then have a protein shake, make it clean though, or ideally have a full meal so you can feel fully energized and recharged from having the good old greens, maybe a little bit of steak or some plant-based protein and some healthy fats to pair. When it comes to pre-workout supplementation, I always take my pre-workout. I take one scoop and I drink three quarters of it, leave a quarter of it in my water bottle as I'm going through. And I'm usually sipping on BCAAs, creatine, or a noon capsule throughout my workout. And then after I finish my workout, I'm always having a protein source of some kind, whether that be animal, plant, or a protein powder of some kind. So I hope this answers all of your questions. Like I said, electrolytes, make sure you're getting them in the summer, especially because it is a hot one. Um, and if you need a little bit of help, noon tablets are fantastic. They're a plentiful source of electrolytes. They are also sweetened with stevia and they are super, super delicious. I drink one on the regular and I hope that you do too. So like I said, I am on my way back to Ottawa. I am half an hour out. We're going to go to the gym now. I'm going to have my pre-workout and then I'm going to unload the car and get things set up for the week. Uh, if you need me, I will be on Instagram at Lindsay Mustard and you can find me in my email inbox, lindsay at lindsaymustard.com if you have any questions or episode requests. I hope you have an awesome rest of your week and I will talk to you all very soon. Bye.